this is it, guys. I'm I'm finally gonna I'm finally gonna do it. Someone's gonna have a baby with me, and just no one did. And he was like, God damn it! And now everybody's having babies. Everybody else there. I laid sideways on the table, suggestively yeah, yeah, yeah. on the it's council like, table. Exactly. Like I, I I had the bamf in front of my dick, just like I like like I did with Amanda. She said yum, and everybody, no one else liked it. He wants is a baby. Let's give him a baby. Marvel, please, God, <laughs> please, please. For like almost fifty years. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Simply Amazing, everybody. Welcome back to our. This is what like 15, 16, Who knows? We've done a lot of episodes at this point, and you guys have stuck around this long, so you're not going anywhere at this point. You are committed. You're in. We've got gotcha. you. You got the hooks in ya. I am Lisa, aka the OG Nocturne, here with uh, uh, with you this week, and we have an absolutely phenomenal guest to discuss something very close to my heart and very exciting, something that I have been petitioning for for a while. But before we get to our phenomenal guest, I want to introduce our my fabulous co-host, the fabulous, beautiful, wonderful. What's up? I am your friendly neighborhood by Lord, and y'all, like Lisa said, this is gonna be a really, really fun one because. Um, I think a lot of us have opinions on um, who Kurt needs, what Kurt needs, and um, our lovely guest has brought to the table something that is very important that Kurt needs. That is true. I am going to go ahead and just get right to it. Why are we even wasting time? <laughs> we have with us that nerd Chris from the Nerd Byword podcast. Uh, Chris, hello. How you doing? Hey, buddy? guys. What's going on? Not much, man. Not much. We are excited to have you. You, We gave you an option to pick... Um, out of like 50 different topics uh, <laughs> of, of like what you wanted to talk about. And we even, it wasn't even like just you have only these 50 topics to choose from. It was like, here's 50 topics plus any topic you want. Right. And you were like, I want this topic immediately. And so <laughs> please tell me why you wanted to talk about why Marvel needs to give Kurt a baby. Well, seeing as I am a father of eight. Yes. Eight. Wow. God bless. Uh, that is amazing. <laughs> I thought yeah. I thought having I thought having five siblings was enough, but no, yeah. no. <laughs> this is this is a topic that is near and dear to my heart, and there are two characters that have been absolutely robbed in the six one six universe of being a dad, and that is Peter Parker and Kurt Wagner, the two people that need to be dads the most. And so I saw this on the question sheet, and I said, "Dibs." Amen. <laughs> I love it. That is true. I agree with you too with Peter Parker. I could see I could see Kurt and Peter like showing up to like daddy groups together, yes. you know, with the kids in the little papooses. Opening the their little, own like... daddy daycare. Yeah. Oh, could you I imagine? Mean, it'd be so great. I mean, why do you think they had like the they had crossovers and stuff? Like Nightcrawlers and a lot of Spider-Man comics in the past. Like I have quite a yeah. few of those. Like they're 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 a buddy duo that hasn't been done enough, and they make it even better if they just had their little kids just running around causing chaos too. Oh my god, could you even imagine they could do? They would they would be they would be running their daughter's gymnastics class. That's what they would be doing. <laughs> They'd be, and they also share that camaraderie. And I think Ash, our our pal from X of Words, has pointed this mm -hmm. out so often. Like 
as a gymnast, so he's the you know a resident expert of this. Like the the positions that those two men find themselves in make no fucking sense. So like yeah, that is <laughs> that's something that they share as well. That is very true. That is true. I mean, I uh, totally agree. That's why you're here. I, you know, a hundred percent. I've been I've been trying to get the hashtag Give Kurt a Baby 2021 happening yeah. on Twitter for a while. So it's about to turn over to 2022 in a little in a little bit. But um, I mean, I think there's a lot of uh, you know, evidence in the comics too that you know this is you know what he has wanted and what he has been looking for for a long time. Um, yeah. So you know, um, what do you think? Yeah, I think I think it's like the one of those things. I think Kurt and something that I identified to the character from his inception, from when I first encountered him on on TAS and and like first really got a vibe for this character is he's he's a hopeless romantic and like you see that in every relationship that he's in and out of is he's an all or nothing type of guy and mm -hmm. and I think that's every relationship that I've seen him in is that has been the hang up and you know and and my favorite alt universe you know, iterations of both Kurt and and Peter Parker is is where he gets to be a dad. I mean, like uh, Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows is one of my all time favorite things. And it's just because it's just him vibing being a dad. And it's mm -hmm. just I think when you talk about character progression, I think this whole like stunted growth that we have with something like One More Day or, you know, Kurt dying and being resurrected. And it's just like. I think this stunted growth is holding the character back from progressing to what the, their, their true potential. And, and, you know, like, I think there's this unfulfilled aspect of, of Kurt's life and he's feeling that emptiness with other things. And to the point where you have him going off and doing these things in way of X and onslaught revelations to where like, bro what are you doing you're 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 exploiting the trauma of a black woman and for the good of the nation and you're like over apologizing for fabian cortez and it's all of this stuff and i mean but are you a cop are you a cop now kurt what are you doing if you give this please. man you give know, this man a family of... that's all he wants can somebody please can somebody please think of Fabian Cortez, though? Can somebody please? That poor Fabian Cortez. Poor Fabian. Poor, poor Fabian Cortez. Woe is I mean, him. Woe is him. Literally from the lineage. My, this is my headcanon. He is from the lineage of Hernan Cortez. Literally a colonizer. Oh, yeah. I don't And an that. a conquistador. Like, can we please... Can someone think of Fabian Cortez, who is literally the picturesque? <laughs> if you look up privilege in the encyclopedia, it's his <laughs> fucking mug right there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I don't doubt that. A hundred, I I love that headcanon. Actually, I could see him like going. I could see him going to a resort in like um somewhere in South America and just like turning to somebody and being like, yeah, my great great grandfather was here at Paris, guys. Yeah, you know, like something like that, right. like a total dick. Um, I like. It, I, I think, you know, you hit on something really interesting. Um, like when you were talking, I, you know, it, this kind of came up. Um, just the idea of um, representation and what and seeing um, th these certain things in, in these comic book characters. And, uh, you know, as you know, these are as the, our generations get older, 
And, um, you know, we all become parents ourselves or decide to become, some of us decide to become parents. Doesn't it make sense that some of us want to see this in our heroes, right? We want to see them doing those same things. And when it comes down to it, it eventually gets to a point where it's like, I mean, how long are these characters just going to be running around? Not, none of them are doing that. You know, it it doesn't make sense. It's eventually it's got to get to a point where um, these stories have to be told. I I mean, I've, I've had countless conversations with people and I've seen so many people like tweeting about it. Like, I just want a slice of life story. I want to see like that slice of life story on Krakoa. Like, what do we talk about? Like in the last episode we talked about, um, we talked about the trial of Magneto. I went off just talking about Kyle and freaking wine because it's like, I like (laughs) the slice of life stuff is so fun. That is like, that's so you know, the hero, the heroics are great and we love it. And that's what we read the comic books for. But Give us something else too. Give us something a little bit different. And I think, yeah, I mean, for, I, for for goodness go ahead, sake, is it's like, isn't Kurt the one who said who who came up with the idea of make more mutants? Yes. So that's I rest my case. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I'm sorry to cut you off, Lauren. I'm so sorry. No, no, you're fine. No, I mean, I'm with y'all on that completely. And I mean, it's just. <clears throat> Y'all bring us such good points. And it's like, if you think about people are like, oh, but like, you know, Batman's a dad and these other heroes are parents. Do they ever get to like keep their kids or have good relationships? <laughs> it's like, it's like Marvel looks at Kurt being a dad and they're like, oh, but he, he'd actually be a good parent. Can't have that work. That, that's, like, yeah, we, that's we not interesting it. enough. Yeah. No, no heroes are allowed to be solid, good parents that actually spend time with their children and, and, and do all these things. Like, that's just unacceptable not allowed like why why can't we have good relationships with your kids and your parents i love it because it's like kurt can't have a kid but like cyclops who does not want to be a dad at all gets to have all the kids and and (laughs) it's i love there's that picture from when from when uh like baby nathan is born um there's that one picture where like cyclops is like looking away and he's like all upset and who's the one person who's like reaching in and it's like give me that baby is kurt he's like i want to touch that baby and it's like it's so funny because it's like there's just so many things that are behind that i maybe i'm reading into it i don't know but at the same time you know what before they actually had bobby come out on the pages, you probably would have looked back through all those things that you were reading into and said, maybe I'm reading into it. So I don't think I am. I think that it's been there the whole time. He wants to be a father, make him a father, Marvel. It's about Marvel. It's about time. And after what they did to him in uh, Age of X-Men, uh, Amazing Nightcrawler, God, you, you got to give him a, a kid now <laughs> because because he remembers that. Like I, I think everybody needs to understand. He remembers that, guys. He remembers that, and we know he remembers that because of the Hellfire Gala. So just that, yeah, that that's well, legit. Some like PTSD shade, and yeah, I mean, again, it's like they're like, but we gave him a kid once, but you know, we didn't let it stick, and it's like, no, let it stick. Like, give him some actual care. I I feel like for him, part of him becoming a father is part of his character development. And they have stunted Nightcrawler Kurt's character development for decades. And he just started to get some in Way of X, but on even though he was getting some character development, he still defended Fabian too much. He still did that stuff. And, and, oh my god. And, and still, you know, basically, you know, victim blamed a black woman. It was just like, fuck, man. Like, we can't win. <laughs> like, give him some growth without all this other terrible shit just because you don't know what you're doing. And part of that is giving him a kid and letting him become a father because 
even though being a parent isn't something everything wants, that's something Kurt has wanted. It's part of his natural progression. And and here's another aspect too, and this is me bringing my personal experience. Um, you know, my my father left the home when I was four years old. It's my first core memory, and so I think everything that happens to you in life it brings you to a fork in the road and you either go one way and you repeat that history or you go the other way and you try and pull in 180 and you try to put that good juju. And so when that happened to me, I was like, you know what, when I grow up, I'm going to be the best goddamn dad that there is. And, and, and then I, I, I kind of went overboard, but I think, <laughs> I think I feel, I just, I feel some of the same things from Kurt. I think, you know, like we know his traumatic history with his parentage, say what you will. Um, I think anybody who follows me on Twitter knows where I'd land with his parentage, <laughs> but I think he wants to put that good juju back in the universe. There's a reason where this man is sitting at the council with his estranged mother and says, make more mutants, <laughs> you know, so I mean, yeah. like he wants to be a dad so much and you can feel that. Oh, uh, Yes. I I got, I had this whole like headcanon that when he said make more mutants like he had this idea in the back of his head like you know with me and, and like he he was just like this is it guys I'm I'm finally gonna I'm finally gonna do it someone's gonna have a baby with me and just no one did and he was like god damn it and now everybody's having babies with everybody else there I laid sideways on the table suggestively yeah, yeah, yeah. on the it's council like- table. Exactly. Like I, I, I had the bamf in front of my dick, just like I, like, like I did with Amanda. She said yum, and everybody, no one else liked it. You know, it, it's just because that's what women say. We, I think we put this in like oh, the thread. Yes. That's how women talk. Yum. They say Ugh. yum. <laughs> All right, l- listen. I, we can't go back forty years and change. You know, so. But you know, as a person, <laughs> as a person, as as an individual who has sired many children, women do not say yum. I could just no, tell you don't. from experience. No, as a woman, I'll tell you. I'll tell you as a woman, we don't say young. We do not. I don't even if say, I say young, young. I'm being a little shit. Like that's the only reason. It's like just to fuck around. Like, I don't even. No I don't even say yum when something tastes good. Like I don't even say yum when I'm eating a, a tasty meal. Like you know, like yum is not in my vocabulary. So you know, and you know what? I definitely don't say yum. I definitely don't say yum when I come home and my brother is waiting on my couch. I definitely don't say yum when that happens. No, hundred percent. Don't say yum. Then. If you think about it, I f- if you think about it, and and canon. Like in in current like main canon, the best chance he had of having a kid was. <laughs> Shut up, Lauren! I'm, oh my god, Foster! It was Foster. <laughs> yeah, okay, it was Foster, but See, that's I, what I say, Chris. But Lisa, listen, the, listen, the, I'm left field. Dude. I'm left field. I almost signed up for this episode. My number one pick, my power rankings, Christine Palmer. I ride for that Nightcrawler solo like nobody's business. I love that solo. Miguel Aguirre Sacasa is my guy. I love his work, and I ride for Kurt and Christine Palmer. Like. I was saying, I just ride for Kurt so and <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm Kurt Wanda until the day I die. I, I have no choice. Oh, Nocturne's yeah. my girl. But um, no, but Kurt okay. Christine, I love, I love Kurt Christine a lot. Um, I think we talked about this when we, we, I think we talked about this when we, when I t- we talked to Anna. Um, but um, I like the Kurt Christine because I was kind of tired of every single person that fell in love with Kurt was like either an alien or a sister. And it's like, well, what do you mean? Like no, no, 
just normal person <laughs> can like Kurt. Like it has to be an alien or his sister. Yeah. You know? So like, you know, I just, I liked Christine because she was just like happy. Like, or she was a person. She was like there to help him out. And, and but he was a goddamn mess. I mean, he's naked in her house and, and, and she's like, <laughs> She's like, hey, I'm here and I'm totally willing. Let's do this. And he's like, oh, and he's like, no, not today. Oh, no, Storm's calling me. I've got to go. Yeah. <laughs> I, and that, you know, I, I was I was misunderstood in that the I, I was looking at Kororo as a potentiality with that series because he's showering with her there. But then the more uh-huh. I look at that, I was just like, nah, those are straight friends that are just very, very comfortable around each other. Yeah, well, they both have, like, they both have a history with, like, of, like, being comfortable with nudity, especially Aurora. So, you know, like, I don't think it's, like, I don't think it's weird for her to just be like, oh, I'm I'm gonna, I need to talk to Kurt. Oh, he's showering. I'm just way here with hell. Okay. (laughs) You know, I don't think that would be weird for her to do. And I don't think he would be like, oh, my God. I think he'd be like, oh, you brought my towel. Thank you. I mean, Dave, Co- Dave Cockrum, Dave Cockrum has other ideas, but you know, sure. But I mean, well, if you also think about it, I mean, well, okay. Not everybody that people will sleep with or even date or whatever is who they should end up with. Right. Correct. So like if Kurt and Aurora actually had a thing, I don't have an issue with it. They're not my end game, but again, you, you shouldn't one, a character shouldn't just have to be with one person forever from the start for it to be endgame that's not realistic that's ridiculous they should be able to do stuff but i think it's funny because like kurt was basically the equivalent of a theater kid he does not care about nudity he's just like let's let's go everywhere and then you know aurora is basically god does she knows how she looks like she's not gonna feel any shame well i mean there's out there's those really early i mean i would say problematic issues of where they had to explain to aurora the importance of wearing clothing so, um, uh, you know, but I, you know, I don't know that I would say that those are, you know, great, but you know, we just know she's very free with her body. Right. So, um, back in the day, going on to the, ama- like, do you guys want to talk about amazing X-Men? Yeah. I, I, I read that in prep for this episode and it's just like, I forgot how crazy the premise was of age of X-Men is like this like uh sanitized utopia my frame of reference was not great because it had been a while since i read the main issues of uncanny around that time so like i i I was able to pick up enough context clues and stuff but it was it was a really weird ride that everything was forbidden and and all this stuff but it was kind of cool to see him and megan you know playing off of each other again with age of x-man Amazing Nightcrawler. Um, that story, I think, really did hammer home the idea of Kurt wanting a child more than anything. Um, I, I, like, I think, you know, I think the story has always been that Kurt's wanted a child. I think that, um, you know, him meeting his daughter in Exiles, you know, I mean, I, I'm very, you know, partial to that. Uh, you know, <laughs> Wonder why. Made, it, <laughs> made, made him, like, made him, like, I think that, made it clear to him how possible it was for him to have a child. And then you have Amazing Nightcrawler where um, he actually does have a child with Megan. And I, I gotta say this. I, the first time I read it, I did not realize that that was their actual child. I thought that that was like some clone baby that like, or some like weird, like sinister created baby. Um, huh. And so 
when I first, so when I first read it, I, I thought that was the story. So I didn't get it. And then it wasn't until the next time I picked it up and it was like a punch in the gut when I read it the second time. And I realized that that was their actual child that they had had, that the cuckoos were making them forget over and over and over again, but that they were seeking out over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That is a, whew. Yeah, it, it it's also, it's really tough too because it's this weird Oedipus complex thing where Megan morphs into Mystique that is just like so out there. I, see, I took the Mystique thing as Megan is, so, so I took that as, so Megan is an empath and so she doesn't understand what she's trying to connect to. She doesn't understand the feelings and thoughts she has because she doesn't know that she's a mother because all of that's been taken from her. So all she's, but so what, what I took it as is that she is connecting the dots in her head in, in that, in that way, she's projecting to Kurt, like what she is looking for. Does, if that, does that, Mm -hmm. am I making sense? Yeah. Like, She's projecting to Kurt what she is like, what she is, what she feels like and what she wants him to see, I guess, is that it is his mother, I guess. I, like she wants him or, or she feels like a mother. She feels and she knows she's looking for her child, but she doesn't actually know any of that because all of that's been taken from her. So I think that she's like taking the form of Kurt's mother to kind of somehow connect that i mean if you think about it and and i could be a little wrong on this but if you think about it in a way in that moment she's kind of it, it, it's kind of it's almost and, and chris might hate this but it's almost to me like a slightly empathetic way of looking at mystique in that moment because she can relate to mystique and how she had to basically give up kurt and things like that and again depending on how you look at the mystique and kurt thing i get it whatever but she did have to give up her child and you know and and she lost him and all these things and so even if megan doesn't technically know everything that's happening it's deep in her subconscious locked away because the cuckoos and stuff like i don't know like i mean why else would why else would she morph into kurt's mother like i don't think it was intended as an empath thing but on the outside it looks that way right it's like what the fuck why is she looking like his mother but like you know, Kurt also has a complicated relationship with his mother, and I'm sure she knew that. And, you know, it's just, it's very complicated. I, I think it was a very interesting approach by the creators to specifically choose Mystique, because that was a choice. <laughs> One way yes. or the other, it was a yes. choice. Yeah. It was. I do like how you say that Mystique lost Kurt, because, like, Mystique lost Kurt, like, I lost the can of Progresso soup I threw in the garbage can after I was done with it. She could have, okay, I was holding it in. I was being so good. Uh, like, she could have delicately, she could have Mosesed him, Mosesed him into that, you know, body of water. Now, she yeeted that and flames and, and all this stuff. She's not thinking, <laughs> let me gently put my kid here. She's got adrenaline pump she's freaking out she's like fuck i'm a mutant and yeah i'm about to die at the hand of these fucking humans because they won't leave me and my kid the fuck alone let me tell you if if she was being chased if she was being chased anywhere close to a nascar race you know she would have loaded him into a t-shirt cannon and and shot him off (laughs) hey if it gets him further away from the people that would kill him 
Is she completely wrong? She completely right? No, but she's not completely wrong. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> um, I think now that you lay it out like that, I think it makes it e- even more icky <laughs> coming from a male writer uh, in this amazing Nightcrawler that the fact that, and, and I know it's called Amazing Nightcrawler, so we're seeing this from Kurt's perspective, but the lack of agency for Megan, yes. who apparently bore this child, and this is all about Kurt and what he wants and his mm-hmm. desires. And, you know, I think that, you know, if you do look at it from that perspective, he's more concerned with this child than he is with his obvious connection with Megan in this ah. series. So, like, that is a very overarching thing. But, you know, when you and you scale back and you and you get the 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 one uh, 3000 foot view. I don't even know if that's the term. Whatever the in a, whatever term of number, the birds eye view, thank you, is uh it's really uncomfortable to see that lack of agency for the mother who bore that child and like we don't really care about her perspective. This is a Kurt book. I mean, Come on. That's a really good point in general, especially with <clears throat> Kurt's character and I think I don't know. I think in a way that's one of Kurt's flaws is that, I don't know. I feel like if, if he, let's say he did have a baby, right? Like we're talking about, and he actually had a kid and, and I don't know. I feel like he would definitely take more time into his child than his relationship with whoever the mother is. And that, that's kind of unsettling to me. Not, not that he wouldn't care about the mother or anything, but at the same time, I, I, don't I, don't I, 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 I don't know. I I don't know. You put it into words, Chris. I've never I've never been able to say it, but <laughs> you put it into words. Like we've we've never had him in a, a consistent relationship long enough to see what what that would you know. To be fair, listen in 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 Earth twenty one eighty two, he is happily married for over twenty years. I think he's okay. I think he's he's good to his wife. Yeah, but I mean, so- current canon. I, I again, I just I, that was just an interesting point, Chris. Because I mean, not that he won't be good to his wife i think he would be absolutely um but i don't know that is interesting there's there's something and that's something to be said i think and maybe i don't know if this is wrong to say because i'm not a parent right now but like it it, what do you do right and and relationships like that like when you have a significant other partner and you also have a kid and how do you you know split your time between the two and put them together and do all these things like that's it would be interesting to see Kurt try to balance that because I believe he would try his best to be perfect, right? Like, he'd be like, I want to spend time with my wife this right. much. Oh, and my kid, oh, this. But he'd slip up and he'd be like, why am I slipping up? I have to be perfect, you know? It, so it'd be interesting to see that. Yeah. And I think just from, you know, personal experience, I think it's I think it's important to, if if you're making this a pie chart, I think I would tip the scales in, in favor of your significant other because eventually that child is going to grow up and go away. And, you know, there's a lot of empty nesters, uh, you know, to make this super meta that, that run into the problems of like, well, the kids are gone and out of the house. Like now what do we do? And so if you don't foster those relationships with your significant other, the person without whom this child would be impossible, I think, you know, I, I, so that's, that's where I would go in the, in the balance between the totally, two. Totally. Totally. Um, I wanted to touch base when you were talking about the uncomfortableness of uh, Amazing X, Amazing Nightcrawler, because I agree with you with that. And we talked a bit about it a bit before. Um, but uh, yes, I, I, you know, Megan is a character who has had her agency taken from her a lot. It's kind of almost something that is pretty kind of written into her character. Uh, you know, she's an empath. So it's like, 
her her she's constantly being taken over by like you know other people's emotions other people's issues other people's whatever i mean you know in the inferno arc like they get to manhattan and immediately she becomes the goblin princess it's just always um and so the whole situation in amazing nightcrawler is it it is for me i agree that the uncomfortable part is the whole megan side of it um because yes that is a woman who like carried and birthed a child and like we are not even touching it we're not even like we're yeah. like the, the, we're, we're going to introduce the concept but we're not even going to touch it and this i we, we could do an entire episode about this um because there's so much about it um just in, in regards to like motherhood in comics you know like the x-men in general are just recently kind of now like finally getting to the to the end of dealing with the biggest story in their history that has to deal with motherhood in comics so um you know it's just a whole lot of bullshit that happens all the time and uh you know this is just another part of that right it's we have a story here which is a curt story and it's meant to be a curt story um but you know it's just interesting that they've chosen to completely gloss over um the other side of it which is i I mean i I think for that, I think for that story, and and I, and you both have brought up a good point with that. I completely agree, and I think it it could have been more, it could have been more compelling and more well done if they had treated it as a story of both characters. I think that's the only way. Like when you have a child involved, and it takes two people to make that child, it's already two people's story. It's not just one person's story. And and you bring right. up a good point too, Lisa. I mean, <clears throat> I think about, it and I'm like, I see, you know, even though we're talking about why Kurt needs a baby. In general, I feel like I see a lot more fatherhood in comics than motherhood. And often when I see, you know, motherhood comics, it's like Mystique where completely villain yeeting her kid off a cliff. Like, you know, like that, that's what I see. And it's like, oh, my God, like or, or the mother's killed left and right. You know, mom's always killed. Like I watched the Thor 2 movie. I know it's not comic, but I want to watch that. I was like, they're going to kill the mom. And they killed her. I was like, here we go again. So, um, you know, yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. And maybe if they had treated that story as both their story and we could have actually seen more of Megan's perspective and stuff that that could have made a, a more compelling story. Um, you know, they could have ended it with Kurt's perspective, whatever, mm-hmm. but yeah, that is a damn shame. I did want to point out that actually it was written by a woman though. Amazing. Uh, amazing Nightcrawler. It was written by uh Shannon, Shannon, Shane. I don't know how to say that. Shannon McGuire. Oh, I did not yes. know that. Yes. Okay. Oh, but still, Critique We're not stand. perfect. Hey, nobody's perfect. <laughs> Pobody's nerfect, guys. Pobody's nerfect. That's what we all learned. I think I misread that. I thought that was like a Sean, so I just I did not know that. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. Pobody's nerfect. It's why we learn here. But yeah, I mean, you know, clearly I know Lisa, you want him to have not turn back and have kids with Wanda and everything, right? Chris, who do you want to see him have a baby with? Because you're like, he needs a baby. And you sound very much like it needs to, you know, there's not adoption if they produce the child. So who's he having it with? <laughs> he doesn't really have any prospects right now. He's too busy running around policing everybody's <laughs> belief system and everything. Like, I love my guy, but I'm also like, I'm not Stan Twitter. I'm not, I'm not got Gene Gray Twitter. Good Lord. They've had a week or two. Gracious. I'm like, just a week so or two. I, I feel like I believe as a parent, as a parent, I believe in tough love. I believe in calling your guy out on the carpet and he's been tripping the last couple of, you know, 
months when it comes to his issues and then he needs to get his get himself together so i don't really see any prospects on the near future so um you know he's 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 fully engrossed in uh his mom's is business um and everything that's coming out of that and then you know council business and now this legionnaire stuff i think if if we do get a legionnaire's book or what's going to be done with that we'll see we haven't had a lot of solicits in the xbox period yeah so been, I, I don't know it's been, very it's been really quiet. Been quiet i i think i think in january we're gonna get a lot more like i think they're just waiting for the new year to roll in because they're doing a bunch of like relaunching starting in like February, March. So I'm thinking January, we're gonna see a lot more solicits and 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 details. That'll be interesting. I'm gonna go. Okay, I got one. I'm gonna go crazy. <laughs> Stacy X. Ooh. Just lean oh. into the full freakiness <laughs> and look at the dichotomy. He's a freak, but he's like this like guarded like. Oh, I'm a religious freak. This closeted freak. And she's just like, nah, I'm a freak. I'll show you the way. And so that's the way of X right that's there. That's the way of X. That's the spark. That's the spark. <laughs> and so like, because, you know, it's the yin to the yang. I love I it. I like that so, too. Yeah. Stacey X. I like that. I'm going to start a new ship. I'm going to start Kurt X. It's that. one of the, it's, it's the diamond in the rough of the Chuck Austin run. Oof. Oof. <laughs> we, okay, wait. We, we need, a, we need a ship name. in the rough. There's a whole lot of yeah. rough. There's a whole lot of rough for that diamond. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to need a ship just, name. That too. just brewed. I just created that. I just created that in my head. So look for that hashtag I coming out. I was going to say, let, let us know when, when this episode goes live and yeah. we tag you. You can just throw that yes. hashtag. <laughs> yes. That is perfect. Well, Chris, it has been a pleasure. Thank you for coming by. and uh, Thank you so much for having me. Giving us the time of your busy schedule with your eight children and your podcast and everything <laughs> else. <laughs> yeah. So um, where can everybody find you? You can find me on Twitter, uh, less or so Instagram, at that nerd Chris. Um, you can also find the show page at Nerd by Word. New episodes every Monday, unless you run into technical difficulties like we did today. Aww. But stay tuned. We just did a Hawkeye halfway point of the first three episodes. Yes! Um, yeah, so you can also find us on all major podcast platforms or nerdbyword.com. Nice, nice. That Hawk man, he's a good one. I like that guy, you know. Well, Kate Bishop is the star. No, he's the Hawk, you know, he's, what is he? He's the the Birdman, attorney at law. I like him. He's a good one. Attorney at law. You got super New York there for a second. Oh, my well, God. Coffee Birdman, attorney at law. That's the one I like. Listen, I haven't been, I haven't listened to anything else but walking in Staten since I sent you that. Oh my God. I loved that so much. I love, which I love Mark. I love Mark Cohn. I love walking in Memphis. It's one of my favorite. It's one of my go-to karaoke songs. It's a great song. But walking in Staten is my new thing. Let me tell you, Pete Davidson has changed my opinion of Staten Island, which I didn't have much of an opinion of Staten Island to begin with. Because it's Staten Island. Island. I still don't. But you know what? I, I think of it now. Well, I'm I'm an I'm an impractical joker super fan, so I had love for Staten, but I think that should be the new theme song to everything. Staten, walking in Staten, I do love that. That was really yeah. good. Well, again, thank you so much, Chris, for stopping by. You can find us at simplyamazingpod.com, and you can also find us at simplyamazingpod on Twitter. That's simply A M Z I N G pod. Same thing on Instagram. You can find me at B-O-G Nocturne. That's N-A-C-H-T-U-R-N-E on Twitter. And Lauren, where can they find you? Come bother me on Twitter at friendlymbhdbi. Um, come yell at me about being a mystique apologist. I'm happy to hear it. <laughs> 
Oh, and uh, if you are out there and you are a baby with bad vibes, don't listen to this. But if you're not, then you just remember that you are simply amazing. Amazing.